Hello, hello, hello. So today we are talking about In Living Color, the popular TV show, the classic TV show that was on for five seasons and starred Keenan Ivory Waynes, Damon Waynes, Kim Waynes, Jim Carrey, Jamie Foxx, Tommy Davidson, David Allen Greer, yada, yada, yada. <laughs> Many um, stellar comedic actors came from that ensemble cast. And so I came across this book, Homie Don't Play That, the story of In Living Color and the Black Comedy Revolution. And this is kind of an older book. It came out back in 20, I think it said 18 or something. Yes, 2018. But I just happened to see it recently. And so I borrowed it from my library. And it had a lot of interesting details about the behind the scenes that was going on with that groundbreaking sketch show. Hello, my name is Tamika, and whether you stumbled upon Junkie for a Story or are here by intention, thank you for stopping by. I hope you enjoyed this video, and if so, please give it a like and subscribe by the end. And don't forget to hit the bell for notifications so you won't miss out whenever I release new videos. Also, there will be a link in the description for the book I mentioned in this video, Homie Don't Play That by David Feiner, if you want more information about the book, you know what to do. And now on to the video. I remember watching it in the 90s and I loved it when it first came out, but I remember kind of falling off around season four or something, somewhere around there. I remember not watching it all the way up until it was no longer on the air. So now I learned what happened behind the scenes. <laughs> and I didn't even realize that Keenan was, well, he left the show. I think it said in the, in season four, I didn't even realize he had left, but that may have been bef before I stopped watching. I mean, well, after I stopped watching that he left. So, but yeah, so you learn a lot about how, Keenan built this show into what it became. And then you learn the struggles he went through to keep it the way he envisioned it um, from the beginning. And it was quite contentious, the relationship between him and the producers and the network. So he, he was going through a lot, which I was a little bit surprised by considering it was on Fox and Fox at that time was still a fairly new network. So, and they didn't have much programming, <laughs> but I, I don't know. I mean, what do I know? But anyway, you learn about the ins and outs and the ups and downs that went on behind the scenes. But one thing that surprised me was the battle between the two Kims. So there was Kim Waynes, who obviously she's a part of the Waynes family, but she is also a talented writer and comedic actress and apparently Kim Coase who I forgot she was on in Living Color <laughs> I mean I, I know her from Living Single you know her playing Sinclair but she was on in Living Color for the first season and then she abruptly got fired two weeks before they were set to shoot the second season 
And when you read how she perceived that firing, you learn that there, there's kind of some resentment going on there and some blame that she's targeting at Kim Wayne's. <laughs> and I was so disappointed to learn that. I hate to see that. But yeah, apparently the two Kims have a situation going on. <laughs> Kim Coles talks about her time at In Living Color. She came in for the audition and she was feeling kind of a little insecure. She said she had just lost some weight, but it seemed like she wasn't really sure of herself, the way she tells her audition story. And then, so she, she wasn't quite sure if she got the job or not. And then Keenan was working with the network and they kind of weren't letting him know. I mean, it took a while for him to get the green light that, you know, they can go on with shooting the pilot. And so then when they did get the green light, you know, Cam Coles was one of the people who got the call to shoot the pilot. Correction. She got the call to shoot the episodes for the first season. And then she, she's not a writer. She admits She's not a writer. Now, Kim Waynes is a writer. And so Coles was talking about her one season that she did with In Living Color. And she said at a certain point she could feel that she was always in contention with Waynes, Kim Waynes, for roles. Now, again, I completely forgot she was in In Living Color. <laughs> So that, that says something. I mean, she didn't really stand out. But because she kept talking about how she would always have to go up against Kim Waynes for different roles, I had to go back and look at it in Living Color to be like, what is she talking about? <laughs> because I truly forgot she was in it. So I rewatched the first season, and she is, she's all up in the first season. <laughs> Kim Coles, that is. And not only is she in the first season, but she's even in some sketches with Kim Waynes. So when she makes this argument that, you know, it's, there, there was something in here. Let me see. So one of the chapters is named The Running Joke was if your last name, if your last name's not Waynes, you didn't have a shot. Now, I think that's kind of unfair because... <laughs> I mean, there were a lot of Waynes. We, we can't deny that there were a lot of Waynes on the show, okay? <laughs> but at the same time, it wasn't like they were untalented siblings that just got on because they were related to Keenan, okay? <laughs> you had Damon, who was one of the funniest on that show, okay? I mean, where would that show be without Damon Waynes, okay? And then again, you had Kim Waynes. Again, where would that show be without Kim Waynes? And then who else? I mean, Keenan wasn't, as far as on camera, he wasn't on camera a lot. He didn't take up a lot of the acting parts. You know, he was more of a producer, writer, and overseer of the operation, you know? But as, as far as the first season, it was mainly Damon and Kim, right? So when they had this argument hinting at nepotism, I mean, there were a lot of other standout actors, you know. Now, I will say Tommy Davidson didn't quite come into his own at that point. He had some funny skits, 
but he wasn't as funny as he became eventually. So there's that. But again, there's Dave and Alan Greer. He was hilarious the first season. Now, Jim Carrey, it, it took a while to get his comedy. He's a little more on the physical side with his comedy. <laughs> but, I mean, some of it was funny. Some of it wasn't. But, I mean, it represented a first season, especially with a sketch comedy show. It represented a good, solid first season. You know, there, there was some great ones, some good ones, and then some average sketches. <laughs> But I, I, I didn't look at it as it was all the wanes, you know. I feel like everyone had their opportunities to shine and showcase their talents. So Kim Coles was talking about how, you know, everything was going to Kim Blaine's. And then at one point, there was one scene where she felt like that role should have easily gone to her. I forgot which one. Let me see. Oh, okay. So it was the one where they were, it, the skit is called Tutu Ethnic. And Kim Coles wanted to play Jack Hay. So it was a spoof on the popular TV show 227. And Kim Coles felt like, okay, I'm the same complexion. I've got the shape, the height. Like, it's a no brainer. I should be, play Jack Hay. <laughs> and if you're just looking at her, yeah, I would say it is a no brainer. She should have played Jack Hay. <laughs> but if you look at her performances throughout season one, she just wasn't that funny. <laughs> so anyway, the role went to Kim Waynes. And so I don't know if she, if Kim Coles was talking about it after the fact, or if she was aware of it at when it happened, but Keenan was saying Kim Waynes was the one who wrote the sketch, you know, because again, she's a writer and she's in, the writer's room at the table with the other writers. So she wrote this sketch, it sounds like, with other writers. And then Keenan said, you know, whoever writes the sketch, they're going to be the one who, you know, plays that role. And then he also said that Kim Waynes, his sister, would do that sketch all the time in her comedy, I guess. So it, it just, he, he wouldn't take it away from his sister who created that, you know, as part of her own comedy before In Living Color. And then she's writing this sketch with the writers. Like, why would he take that away from his own sister? But also just, why would you take that away from the person who created it to give it to Kim Coles, you know? <laughs> so that was his argument. And Kim Coles, it sounded like she, I don't know if she was aware that Kim Waynes had already worked on this, it sounds like, on the road in stand-up or something. And then she just expanded on it for that sketch. So... I don't know if she just didn't believe that or if she was even told that at the time. I'm not sure, but she wanted that role. <laughs> but when I saw it, you know, much like with the other sketches, Kim Coles comes across a bit forgettable. Like, she kind of, in most of the, the sketches, even with the Love connect, Connection sketch, where she's playing Robin Givens and she went out on a date with Mike Tyson, and then they just abruptly got married, right? So even in that one, she just comes across like the pretty girl, you know, she's just laughing and smiling and, you know, being cute. But she never really, you know, stands out. <laughs> so I don't know. She she was, Kim Coles talked about how she, after seeing that Kim Williams was getting a lot of the 
good roles, how she perceived it. She then went to the writers and gave them a list of characters that she plays. But what it sounds like just from reading how the sketches were created and written, it sounds like it was easier to work with Kim Waynes and develop her ideas because she was also a writer and actor in the room. Whereas with Kim Coles, she's just giving the writers a list of ideas and they're going to have to start from scratch to come up and build a story and sketch for Kim Coles. So when you read the story, they talked about how they were working, you know, till two, three o'clock in the mornings often, you know, (laughs) and one person called it a slave shift. And when they moved on to another show, they were relieved, okay? Because it, it does sound like a show that was trying to make its mark, but hadn't done it yet. It was still trying to get established and build a viewership. So they were working late nights, okay? So I'm just thinking, just from reading this account, that if you're a writer and you got somebody who's an actor and writer and they come to you with a an idea, you're more inclined to work on that idea because, you know, you can go back and forth with that actor-writer to create that idea. Whereas with Kim Coles, you're going to have to start from scratch. She's not going to provide no help as far as the writing. That's what how it came across, you know? <laughs> so if they're already working two, three, till two and three in the morning, I don't see them wanting to write a story from scratch for Kim Coles, you know? <laughs> and it just sounds like a lot of the people, you know, Damon Waynes was also a writer as well. The, the ones who did well on that show, as far as the actors, were the ones who helped out with the sketches, with writing and creating those sketches, you know? That's what it sounds like. <laughs> and again, I mean, Kim Coles, she was... Even on In Living Single, she was funny, but she wasn't that funny. She wasn't hysterical, okay? She's not She's not the one that you're, like, running to watch, you know? <laughs> so I don't, I don't know. And it, I'm not sure if they ever did clear things up, her and uh, Kim Waynes, but Kim Waynes she made it clear that she didn't see things that way. It wasn't that she had an advantage because she was a Waynes. She felt like, you know, she was part of the writing team. She contributed ideas and worked on the writing of those sketches. So why would she go out of her way to help somebody else if they're not putting in (laughs) the effort, you know? And then when Kim Coles got fired, Keenan said, he felt like she just wasn't giving it her all. And eventually that negativity started to spill over into the cast. And I think he he made some comment about how it was affecting the cast as well, Kim Cole's negativity. And so he wanted to nip it in the bud before it got out of hand. So he told her, you know, it's time for you to go. You don't really want to be here. And so why stick around, you know? (laughs) But, yeah, I don't know. I mean, there there is a case for nepotism. Obviously, there's a lot of Wayne's a part of that show. But still, they're also talented. 
So you, you, when you talk about nepotism, I mean, you, you got to acknowledge the talent as well, you know. So there's that. Because even when Damon left, at one point, I think Damon left in the first season, and then he came back, I can't remember if it was the second or which season, but he came back as, I don't know if it was a full cast member or what, but they, because when he left, he took his characters with him. So they couldn't use his characters at all on In Living Color, which means homie don't play that in Homeboy Shopping Network and <laughs> All of that stuff, they, they couldn't do nothing with it, you know? And then when he came back, they paid him some good money to bring those characters back. And, yeah, when I just can't see In Living Color without the Waynes, you know? <laughs> because they really did contribute, you know? It wasn't like they were just siblings who got a shot because their brother was Keenan, but they shouldn't have been on the show. You know what I mean? Like, if that was the case, then they, the argument about nepotism would, it would be more valid, you know? But because if, if you take out the Wayne sketches, okay, just anything that they were in, it would not be a good show. <laughs> I'm just going to put that out there. It would not. But as far as the relationship between the two Kims, Kim Coles said, I have since seen Kim Waynes and she has apologized to me for the way I was treated. So that was powerful. And then as far as Keenan, she said, when faced with it years later, he said, I had to let you go. I knew you were going to be fine. That might be a line or that might be the most gracious thing he has ever done or said to me. I'm grateful for that, for it. So, I mean, yeah, she she landed on her feet. She got living single. Yeah. I, I don't really think sketch comedy is the right fit for Kim Coles, if I'm being honest. But but the fact that Kim Wayne's did apologize, it sounds like something did happen. She acknowledges there was maybe some unfair treatment. So, yeah. But if we're talking about who provided the better comedy? <laughs> I'm going to say that would be Kim Wade's, okay? All right, so, yeah. That is it with the two Kims, okay? I'm glad they worked it out like grown women, though, and they don't speak bad about each other. It didn't become one of those situations, you know? <laughs> but, yeah, so I would recommend this book, Homie Don't Play That. And if, if you're interested in what went on behind the scenes, but it also tells a lot of history about TV and black comedy as a whole. So you wouldn't just get the in living color history. You get history about black comedians entering TV for the first time. You know, it, it talks about um, the Richard Pryor sketch show that was on NBC talks about Fred Wilson's uh, some comedian who got a TV show okay you know what I, I can't think of the person's name was it Flip Wilson I think Flip Wilson is the name <laughs> okay it talks about him and you know the I don't know if it was the I can't say it's the first wave but like in the 90s there was like this new energy around black comedians getting TV shows. 
But anyway, this is getting too long. So I'm going to wrap this up. Hopefully you enjoyed this video. If you did, give it a like, comment, subscribe if you choose. And I will provide a link in the description if you want more information about this book. But yeah, there was a mention of when In Living Color went off the air, people were calling, well, it wasn't just In Living Color. It was a lot of black comedy shows that just was taken off the air. And especially with Fox, because again, Fox was fairly new as a network at that time. And some people felt like they used black comedians and black actors and writers to get Fox Network started and established. And then once they made enough of a profit and had a reliable viewership, then they ditched all the black shows. <laughs> and someone referred to it as plantation programming. <laughs> the first time they have used black people to, you know, stack some money and then once they made their stacks, they were done, okay? This is not the first time we heard of that, so yeah. Anyway, it's an interesting read. I enjoyed it. I would highly recommend it if you are interested in something like that. I'm going to get out of here and I will catch you in the next one. Bye!